One of the things about one rental at a time that I personally appreciate, and hopefully you, the audience, do as well, is not only do we attract amazing go-givers and contributors to the channel, but they are also individuals that are willing to share reality, right? We have had flippers on the channel talk about six-figure losses. We have had others come on to talk about what's going on in the world, good or bad, in Airbnb. And today, Convoy Home Loans is going to share actual numbers from Q2 2023 versus Q2 2022. And folks, if you don't know, Q2 of 2022 was kind of the last great quarter before rates took off. Q2 2023 for the entire banking system wasn't great. We're going to find out how Convoy did. Guys, I can't believe you're doing this. Thank you so much. Yeah, you got it. All right. So who wants to who wants to lead this discussion? Because I honestly don't know the numbers yet. So I'm I'm intrigued as well. <laughs> I, I'll let Dustin start. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought that this would be good not only for John and I, obviously, to see how our business is doing, but kind of give a microcosm to the rest of the industry, maybe for your viewers to see. So I'll start um, in quarter two of 2022. The amount of purchases we did were 36 percent of our business. Okay. The amount of refis were 64 percent. So we were still doing, you know, pretty much twice as many loans or transactions that were refinances rather than purchases. Mm -hmm. um, now in 2023, 66% of our, our transactions are purchases and 34%, you know, are refis. So pretty easy to see. They basically flipped. We're doing twice as many refis in 2022 as purchases, whereas right now we're doing twice as many purchases as refis. You know, the, the first number that jumped out at me was the refis in 2023. And I don't think many people appreciate what really Convoy does. I think a lot of those refis aren't your traditional kind of homeowner refis. These are probably, and I'm just pure, purely speculating, you know, hard money refi, like you're refining out of hard money. You got stuck in a flip or, you know, something of that nature. So you're probably, I mean, 34% refis is, is I'm going to guess not is above average for the industry. Just my wild guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot, we we've been talking about it over the last year to date with on the channel, like, Hey, you know, a lot of people that are refinancing are refinancing because they have to, right. right. You know, so um, just like the people that are selling right now, the people only people are selling right now are because they have to, right? So um, we're in a situation where we are doing a lot of refinances to take people out of bad loans, which we are, I mean, we're lucky to have done, saving a lot right. of people For sure. a lot of stress. Um, but it does end up being, you know, that that flip is kind of interesting, definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right, what do you guys got next? More stats? Yeah. Donald yeah. Yeah. And then we have been on the channel talking about bridges a lot, right? Like 12, 24 month, 36 month short-term loans for rehab and such. Um, back mm -hmm. in quarter two of 2022 last year, that was, you know, bridge or purchase bridge was like 26%. Um, right. That almost, you know, jumped up a bunch to 42% this year. Uh, this quarter. So we've been doing a lot more of these like shorter term um, bridge loans because people are buying like assets, like writing aggressive offers. But sometimes right. the aggressive offers come with properties that are not as 
favorable or up to code and able to pass, exactly. you know, exactly. pass an appraisal. So um, because these properties, like even myself, right, I fall within that, you know, range too. Like you, you buy it on a bridge, you know, there's already equity built in there, you know, 15, 20% built into the purchase price, not the amount you're putting down. So you're building that in already, plus you're putting 15, 20% down. So you have technically an as is, you know, built in of like 30 to 40% into the equity without doing anything. And then so for those projects that, you know, a lot of the ORAT viewers and, and other clients are doing aggressive offers on, you're going to buy and end up buying properties that don't pass conventional appraisals or else they'd be at right. the higher valuation. Right. No, so, that I'm so glad you brought this up, Jonathan. And folks, you can go back to the playlist. Jonathan talked about his deal in Koreatown. Uh, which he got huge margin on huge deal, but it's it, this it's not going to pass a, a FHA or an appraisal thing. So again, sometimes you got to get um, some bridge debt if if you're a professional, right, and you're experienced. And uh, I think you're showing us how that's done. So I'm sorry to interrupt, Jonathan, but I thought that was a great example. No, absolutely, and um, and I mean, you know, it's like we keep talking about. We're not just telling people what we th think they should do. We're actually practicing it yeah. ourselves, right? So we're that. writing aggressive offers ourselves. Um, Dustin and I are constantly writing aggressive offers. Like if you saw, if the viewers saw some of the offers that we write, like they would probably be like, this is offensive. You know, this is, we might get <laughs> that's canceled. That's the goal, man. Disrespectful. Yeah, but that's why, you know, Bridge Bridge has been a lot more popular. And, you know, we'll tell people no, you know, on the bridges yeah. as well. Like, hey, this isn't a good deal. But if it is, that's kind of why our percentage has jumped up so much. People are buying aggressive. Well, you know what? I'm encouraged by that because, again, if you follow one rental at a time, I've been preaching daily, right? Disrespectful offers, follow up, uh, follow up, follow Because, again, when you write a disrespectful offer, and I've done thousands of them by now, you never get a, or at least I never have gotten a yes answer the first time. I probably haven't gotten a yes answer the second time. But when I follow up the third or fourth time, we really start having a conversation. I typically give a little bit, a couple of points. And then we get the deal. Now that doesn't happen all the time, but I am happy with every disrespectful offer I have gotten. So yeah, keep at it folks. I like it. You got another one, Dustin? Yeah. Um, so as you're alluding to the, uh, the cash out percentage of refi, so cash out refi, right? Yep. Getting cash um, back in 2022, quarter two of 2022 was uh 68%. So 68% so of the refis had cash out. Exactly. Okay. But in quarter two of 2023, only 19% of the refis we were doing had cash out involved. So that's so, interesting. So that's interesting. Cause I would have expect a, lo a low number uh just because the rates are so much higher right so so who is taking cash out today is it the person who has the huge equity position and wants to roll it are are these people being really really aggressive and going full you know full max value who's taking cash out today well i think a lot of the people that are doing the cash out are those that are you know doing the i wanted to bridge fix and flip it now i'm forced ah, to fix it got it right um, that's what we're running into. And it also doesn't factor in, we should have, but it wouldn't have been kind of comparable because second position loans are a little bit more common now than they were a year ago. So yeah, a lot of last, last year we did 1%. This year we did 11. I'm just making that up, but yeah, they weren't <laughs> common last year. So maybe next year's video will have a better comparison on, on seconds, but we didn't want All to right. throw, it would kind of be a skewed stat. Um, yeah, but you'll see so. 
over. Our next number, uh, how it ties into our refi percentages, you know, at the top of the video. Okay. Who's uh, doing that? Yeah. You want to you wanna do it? I, I think my internet cutting in and out. Yeah. So the this is where in quarter two of 2022, the um, amount of refis that we did that were getting people out of hard money or bridge debt. Ah, yeah, yeah. Was only 19%. That made sense. Okay. But in quarter two of 2023, 47% of the loans that we did ah, getting people out of hard money. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. All right. So that you got all the obviously was kind of the change in, you know, re reducing the amount of cash out refis, but increasing the amount of refis getting out of hard money. Yeah. Basically for, for the average person, would you call that a rate and term refi? Basically you're getting out of 12% or 15% money and, you know, getting seven, eight, nine percent money. It's, it's cheaper. Yeah. It's temporary, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Until, until rates come down again. And a lot of these people are probably like, they, they intended to sell it one time if mm -hmm. they're probably going to intend to sell it again in the future, you know? Sure. So, okay. um, All right. And then the the last one we thought was interesting was like was ground up construction, Ooh. Um, which before um, it, last year we were at two percent, which is very small, but sure. this year it kind of doubled to four percent. So we're seeing a lot more of those come in and a lot more of those uh, huh. deals being sized up where people are asking us and clients are asking us, hey, you know lack of inventory, they want to almost create inventory. But the thing with ground up construction is it takes a long time because, yeah. um, you know, depending on where you are, like permits, plans, you know, stuff like that is it, it takes just a long time. So the number is a little bit skewed just because even the loans we have in process are like going to take a bit to close. Right. And we're talking about closed transactions. So mm -hmm. I'm sure next year we'll see that number go up, but, um, Right now, you know, it's still doubled, which a yeah. lot of those were, you know, t from the from the previous year going in. Sure. But now I feel like, you know, we're seeing a lot more of these being sized up and a lot more people developing instead of buying. Um, now, I'm, I'm curious, Jonathan, on that number. And if you don't know, it's totally fine. Is this kind of, you know, single ground up development or or people coming to you going, hey, I'm going to do 10 units or, you know, kind of the bigger stuff? Is this singles or more? So uh, I've actually seen personally and I'm, i think dustin can probably uh speak on the other side but i've i've seen more multis come in than singles okay. uh, because a lot of the singles we used to do ground up construction and like heavy rehab type i think kind of falls in here too mm. um so we saw in especially in la in the hills and you know the nice areas where they were building a lot of luxury that kind of fell off so now i'm seeing more people run to multifamily, like whether it be mm. two to four unit to, okay. you know, depending on the zoning to maximize zone usage. Um, so I'm seeing a lot more of that come through. I don't know, Dustin, how about your clients? Yeah, I'd say like the most common like umbrella, if you will, would be like, I want to build four townhomes or six okay. duplexes or right. you know, something like that rather than like John said, the luxury $10 million, you know, yeah. home in the hills isn't there anymore. No, that, that's, and that's actually a good thing, right? We obviously all three of us know that we need supply. Uh, I was actually concerned and told Lance from Fortson that I thought the one of the greatest losers that we would feel fast is the small developer, right? The person doing five, 10, 20 units. 
because they don't have the balance sheet to go get loans from wall street or whatever. So if they're coming to you and they're getting funded, that that's amazing. That that's encouraging. I was afraid that would evaporate. Yeah. And I mean, we just saw what Warren Buffett just bet big on all these new, you know, well, big big for us. (laughs) It's like 1% of his portfolio. So let's let's see what happens, right? It's 800, 800 billion or something. Yeah. Yeah. 800 million, something like that. Something small. Um, Yeah. It's just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, that's kind of like our transactions in in a nutshell, realistically speaking, right. There's uh, the majority of the industry is down in terms of like mortgage companies and lenders. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, but we've luckily seen our transactions continue to, to go up just overall, um, from, you know, our circle of, uh, of network and everyone, and yeah. people are getting, people are, a lot of the fakers, like we talked about before are dropping out. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's leaving a lot more room for us to, you know, kind of yeah, spread co- co- and fly. <laughs> yeah. So Convoy, I mean, people, you can go back and watch Convoy's playlist. It's well over a year, maybe even a year and a half now meeting every week. People will go back and watch what you guys are doing. You're creating new products to fill needs. You're in the business, which is always important to me, right? You're not just some talking head that read a book. You're actually doing it. And you're willing to share real numbers. So I appreciate that. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and see if you could help them, how do we do that? Go to convoyhomeloans.com and let us know you came from ORAT. There you go. Tell them you came from ORAT. You get one of these two rock stars. If you don't, I can't make any promises. Later.